God is a good God. Do you know how I know? Because, He gives the very best to His children. Tony Broom Ministries now brings you the following sermon entitled, The Best. Seems like everybody's talking about love now. When Miss Peggy was living, we used to be a little bit envious, I must admit, at all these people talking about love and marriage and having babies. And I'm thinking, you know, me and the old lady's doing the best we can, you know. <laughs> Lisa Kish should get them for a long, long time. May not get to the end of the finish line as fast as they do, but at least you're still climbing up the hill. Well, love is one of those things that is the best. That's why it's so important that you don't just throw it away and you mistake it for something else. So many people mistake love for lust. And love will keep you a long time. Lust will throw you about and get you a one-night stand, but that's all it is. Love will keep you when the world's on fire. The best. Love is the best. Or as our grandkids say, the bestest. Jesus is your bestest buddy. God makes provision for His people. Through eternity past, God has already made provision for everything that we'll ever need. God has provided our salvation, our healing. He's provided our daily bread. He's provided everything that we will ever need. In Numbers chapter 18, verse 8, the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings. The heave offering was the offering that they heaved off of the top, if you will. It's like a heave up. I'm going to heave this up for Jesus. It was a worship thing. When we worship God, I heard someone say just this week, I'm glad I can work for the Lord. But sometimes it bothers me that, I, yes, I'm working for the Lord, but am I worshiping Him as much as I need to? We can be like the people in the Old Testament. And the Lord and I were talking about that this morning. We can do all the sacrifice, and we can go through all the religious things, and we can have a lot of church, but are we worshiping Him? Not just working for Him, but are we worshiping Him? The heave offering represents the worship. I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings for all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Those things which are holy that they gave to the Lord, that they brought the heave offering. It represents worship. God said, I've given it to you. Unto thee have I given them by reason of the anointing. The anointing, everybody talks about the anointing, but the anointing, the phrase is not in the Bible, but just a few times. This is one of them. I have given it to you by reason of the anointing, because he was anointed in the priesthood. Anointing represents relationship of blessing and power. Every born-again person is anointed. It's not just for the bishop. It's not just for the preacher. It's not just for the elder. It's not just for the council member. All of us are anointed. We don't have to wait for a special feeling. You know the Pentecostal theme song, don't you? I'm hooked on a feeling. I'm waiting for that feeling to come. The anointing is not a feeling because feelings come and go. 
Feelings are like Valentine's Day. They look pretty for a while. They come, but they go. The anointing is not that way. You may not feel it, but it's there. The anointing is on your life. I have given it to you by reason of the anointing and to thy sons by an ordinance forever. This shall be thine of the most holy things reserved from the fire. There were offerings in the Old Testament. Many of them were consumed and burned in the fire. God would say, this is a burnt offering. You are to burn the whole thing in the fire. But some were reserved from the fire because God was reserving the best for His priesthood. Oh my Lord. Just like now in the New Covenant. God has reserved from the fire and He has reserved the best for His priesthood, for His sons and His daughters. Amen. We are priests of the Most High God. Yes. You don't have to be a Catholic. You don't have to be in a place with a long robe. You are a priest or a priestess of the Most High God. Your sons and daughters of the Most High God. The Lord said, you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen nation. A holy nation. A royal priesthood. The ones who are to call forth out of darkness has been called forth and to show forth the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. The best. He has reserved from the fire Every oblation of theirs, every meat offering of theirs, every sin offering of theirs, and every trespass offering of theirs, which they shall render unto me, shall be most holy for thee and for thy sons. In the most holy place shalt thou eat it, every male shall eat it, it shall be holy unto thee. God had made a way to provide for food for the priest's household. I hope Miss Mary Helen corrected that. Did y'all see that on your paper? I didn't even notice it till this morning. What does it say? Households? I'm a bad speller and a worse smelling feller. You can tell I didn't major in English. That's why I like tongues, tongues so much I can't even talk English. I can't even tickle that tangle of my tongue or tongue. God has provided for the food for His priest's households. He has provided everything that we need. You're talking about saying your blessing over your food. You better say your blessing over your food because ain't no telling where their hands have been for one thing. You better say the blessing over your food because God has provided it for you and the Bible says that it's sanctified with the Word of God in prayer. And this is thine the heave offering of their gift that is that worship that heave offering with all the wave offerings this is the praise the worship and the praise people talking about us talking about and getting hung up on praise and worship praise and worship okay i won't say praise and worship i'll say worship and praise it don't matter it's still the same thing we are to praise Him. We are to worship Him. To heave up that offering and worship Him. And then sometimes you just have a wave offering. You just want to wave and worship God and praise God. 
Susie not acting like she ought to. I'll just wave her as a wave offering. Junior not being like I want him to. I'm just going to wave it as a wave offering to God. The wave of praise and my sons and daughters to wave them before God. Things are not going in my life sometimes like I want them to. There's still sickness and there's still disease, but I got a heave offering. I got a wave offering. I'm going to praise God anyway. I'm going to worship Him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to praise Him. The praise offering, the wave offering of the children of Israel, I have given it unto thee and to thy sons and to thy daughters with thee by a statute forever. Everyone that is clean, representing sanctification, everyone that's clean in thy house shall eat of it. God has given us the best. He wants us to be clean. I don't know where the preaching went. Well, I do too. But that's another sermon. But the liberal, modernistic preaching. But I don't know where it went other than that. But there used to be some old time preachers that would preach in the house of God. They would preach in the house of God against sin. They would preach again in the house of God against uncleanness. They would preach against dancing and drinking and stinking and hanking and all that other stuff. They would preach against stuff you was ungodly to wear in the house of God, ungodly to wear out of the house of God. They would preach against things in this world. They would say, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. We can't win our sons and our daughters to God when we're part of the same flock and part of the same party that they're involved in. There's nothing to win them to because we're all in the same boat. We're not all in the same boat. Some are living for God and some are living for the devil. He tells the priest all the best. God is the best God. He ain't no leftover junk God. All the best of the oil that represents the Spirit. All of the best of the oil. All the best of the wine and of the wheat. It represents the food, that which we eat, that which we drink. The psalm says, the last time I checked in, Mama, that psalm said that He fills my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. And I am to praise Him for all His goodness and to praise Him for the wonderful works that He has done to the children of men. God has given us the best. The best. The first fruits of them which they shall offer unto the Lord. Them have I given thee. The first fruits. We are to offer to God the first fruits. Don't give God your leftover junk. The song said, wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish. And if you wasted your life, you wasted the years, yes, He'll take you. He'll take you just as you are without one plea, but that the blood was shed for me. He'll take you just like you are. But when we get born again, we're to offer to Him the first fruits. You don't wait. If you wait and say, I'll see if there's anything left, and I'll give to God, I guarantee you there won't be one red cent left. Your bill collector and the devil together will make sure that there's not nothing left. I think sometimes the bill collector and the devil came out of the same pot. I don't know. But they both will make sure that you don't have anything left. You got to give it to God off the top. You got to give the first fruit. It's not a law. I love Pastor Mark. He said the other day, it's not a law, it's love. 
It's all about love. If you do it for a law, you might as well keep it in your pocket. You're doing it for the wrong reason. It hasn't anything to do with law. It's all about love. You love God. You're not paying Him back. He hasn't asked for you to pay Him back one red cent to give Him anything. But you do it because you love God. And when you give Him the first fruits, you are doing it because you trust God. You say, I trust God and I'll give Him this and I know that He'll make a way more abundantly for the rest of it. Whatsoever is first ripe in the land. See, God don't want no rotten fruit. He wants was first ripe in the land, which they shall bring unto the Lord, shall be thine. Every one that is clean in thine house shall eat of it. Everything devoted. That's what they give to God. Sometimes you just want to give a gift. It's not a sin offering. It's not a peace offering. It's not a reconciliation. You can read in Leviticus and all these offerings. Sometimes you just want to give something to God for just no real reason. You just want to give it to God. Every devoted thing. And he said, that's a gift. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be thine. Everything that openeth the matrix, that which represents the firstborn, in all flesh which they bring unto the Lord, whether it be of men or beasts, shall be thine. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man shalt thou surely redeem, and the firstling of unclean beasts shalt thou redeem. It was either given to God directly, or money was exchanged for it. But it was given to the priest so that he could be provided for. God makes ways for His preachers. That's why His preachers are paid. And that's why the church takes care of the man and woman of God. is because it makes a way to happen. God makes a way where His sons and His daughters are taken care of. There's provision made. And then there's pardon. You know the story of the prodigal son. He went away and he acted like a nut. He lived like he shouldn't. Did things he ought not to. And he came to his senses and he said, I'm going back home. Luke chapter 15 verse 21. The son said to him, to the father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. He was going to tell him, make me just one of the hired servants. But he repented. Before he said that, the father interrupted him. But the son, when he said that, you know what that was? Father, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. I'm not even worthy to stand in your presence. I am worthy only to be a hired servant. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned in your sight. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. That's what you call repentance. He had repented and he had gotten right with God. He had gotten right with God before he had gotten right with his father. When he decided to go back home, he had gotten right with God. And by the time he got there, he was ready to get right with Dad. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best. The best robe. Don't give him just a cotton t-shirt. Don't give him just a bathrobe. Bring forth the best robe. It represents righteousness. That's why when you and I go to heaven, we're going to have a robe of righteousness. We're going to have a robe of righteousness. All these people always talk about color. We hadn't even mentioned color. It don't matter about color. When you get to heaven, everybody's going to have a white robe. If you've got a problem with that, you ought to go ahead and take the mark of the beast. I'm looking forward to that robe. 
If it would have been a purple robe, that would be alright with me. If it would be a black robe, that would be alright with me. But it's white, not because of skin color, but because white represents the righteousness of God. He's going to give me that white robe. I like that song. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. Going to put on my long white robe down by the riverside. Ain't going to study war no more. Bring that robe here. Put it on him. He's righteous in my sight. I don't see his sin. I don't smell his ungodliness. He's righteous in my sight. Put on him. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Represents royalty. He's not just no stepchild. He's not just an outcast anymore. He's my son. Put the ring on him. Royalty. I'm telling you, God sees us today as sons and daughters. God sees us today as king's kids. We're king's kids in the presence of God. Wearing a royal robe and a ring on our hand. Put the shoes on his feet. It represents restoration. He's been restored. Put it on his feet. Bring him to the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. Feast in a party. We can have a party in this world. They have a party for everything. They don't even know what they're having a party for. They can eat a belly full of chicken wings. Watch men kick that pumpkin that Andy Griffin talked about. They kicked it around the field all evening and never busted. And they can watch that going on and have a party and get drunk and everything else on the 4th of July. You got illegals in this country celebrating the 4th of July. They ain't even got no business being here because they're here illegally. They're representing that and they're getting drunk and acting the devil and they don't even know what they're doing. And you and I got a reason to rejoice. The Father said, The Father said, Let's have a party. I'm not talking about a drunken party. I'm not talking about a party to kill somebody. I'm talking about a party of the restoration of life. That my son was lost and he's come back home. This my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's now found. They began to be merry. There is no greater joy than when a sinner repents and gets right with God. Even the angels in heaven rejoice when a sinner comes home. And you and I got every right and reason to rejoice. Priority, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. But covet earnestly. It means be earnestly zealous for the best. That is the better, the greater, the superior gifts. The word for gifts is charismata or charismatics. Oh, you won't want that old charismatic church. It's just the gifts of God. It means charismatics. You don't be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. If they can do what I was talking about a minute ago, they're not ashamed to play that music loud. They're not ashamed to get drunk and get loud. They're not ashamed to have a party and don't even know what they're celebrating. You and I, sure, Lord, ought not to be ashamed of charismatic, ought not to be ashamed of the power of the Holy Ghost. The gifts covet earnestly the best charismatics, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. We know that love is the supreme and more excellent way. As great as tongues are. Paul said, I can speak with the tongues of men and angels. But if I don't have love, it's like a gonging cymbal. Clanging. Brass. If I don't have love. Faith is great. It can move mountains. But if I don't have love, it's nothing. 
Charity is good. You can give, but if I don't have love, it's nothing. Which gifts are the best gifts? The answer? The ones which are needed at the time. We always say, well, prophecy is better, tongues are better, this one's better, that one's better. The one that's needed at the time. We settle for tongues. We settle for prophecy. And that's good. God wants us to prophesy. He wants us to speak in tongues. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's not all of what God wants to do. There's words of wisdom. And we need it. There's words of knowledge. And we need it. There are gifts of healing. Do you know that the gifts of healing are just as real as tongues and interpretation and anything else? The gifts of miracles. Well, you say, well, I don't have that gift. No, you don't have it. You don't own it. But God has it and He can give it whenever it's needed. It's not that a certain person has a certain gift. That's the way that we've interpreted that and it's wrong. It's not that a certain person has a certain gift. When God said He gives one this gift and another that gift, that just means that we are available to God in whatever way He wants to use us, He can use us. I don't possess the gift of healing. If I possess the gift of healing, and you don't possess it, but if I did possess the gift of healing, you know what I would do? First thing I'd do is heal myself. I hate to be selfish, but that's what I'd do. If I possess the gift of healing, I'd heal myself. And then if I possess the gift of healing, you know what else I'd do? I'd go to the hospital. And they'd have to call security to me because I'd empty it out. <laughs> I'd go to the nursing home and they would throw me out because I would empty it out. If I possessed the gift of healing, that's what I would do. But you don't possess it like that. It's up to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses who's ever available to Him. Let's stand, please. As we do, I'll give you an example. The Azusa Street Revival. One great thing that happened, and many things happened during that revival, but one great thing that happened at Azusa Street was all of a sudden the pastor said, let's everybody be silent for a minute. And that was almost unheard of at Azusa Street. You had hard to be silent at Azusa Street. But he said, let's be silent for a minute. And they were silent. And he said, the Holy Spirit wants somebody to go pray for somebody. I don't know who it is, but if you feel led to go pray for someone, go do it. This young girl, about 16 years old, she obeyed God. She went and she prayed for someone and God healed them. And everybody was so excited. And the pastor had wisdom enough to tell her. He said, young lady, this is not just one thing. If this is the way that God wants you to be used, let Him use you in which way that He wants to use you. And she was able to be used in that way. They got to the football game. Watching the football game. Oh yeah, you can watch a football game and not even go to hell. <laughs> she was there watching the football game. Well, as things happened, someone got hurt while they was watching the football game. And she did the same thing on the football field that she did in church. She went and prayed for the young man and God raised him up. God is the same God today as He always was. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, we praise You today that You are the same. We thank You, Lord, that You have given Your sons and Your daughters the best. 
you have reserved the best for us. And when you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world, He is the best that you had. You reached into your very heart. You reached into your very soul. And you gave the best you had. You gave all you had. And you gave Him up for us all. And you delivered Him up. He who knew no sin, you made to be sin for us. And you delivered Him up for us all. And we praise You for giving us Your Son. The best that you had, that you gave Him up on the cross. And you turned Your face away because You gave Him up for us and that we could be saved and raised again. Lord, I bless You today for the love of God. I bless You for the best that You have provided for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow! The joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't allow this world to get you down or steal your joy. Receive God's goodness and blessings that He has for you today. The Best has been a production of Tony Broom Ministries.